Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Three hellos for the new year. Like three cheers, hip, hip, hooray, and hello, hello, hello. Welcome to 2018. Welcome into It Is What It Is, powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I'm the managing editor of said Riot Report and sitting directly to my right here in the home studios is uh, my good friend and the ringleader of the Roaring Riot and the co-host of It Is What It Is, Zach Luttrell. Man, all those uh, all those accolades, all that introduction. Welcome to the playoffs, everybody. Also, the new yes. season. Playoffs. It's uh, it's exciting. You know what, Zach? The, the thing that I want to say right off the bat is if I had told you before the season, before the season began, that uh, the Panthers were going to be 11-5 and five and we'd be sitting here talking about a first-round playoff game, would you be the saddest fan base in the NFL? Or would you be like, hey, 11-5, and five, going to the playoffs. I'm pretty excited about it. I would be excited about 11-5. and five. I'd be curious as to why they were playing this weekend because I would feel like 11-5 and five would probably put them at the very top of the NFC and not the fifth seed. But uh, I would not be disappointed – when uh, you know, if we were talking about playoffs, period, you know, there are only twelve teams that make it this far, and I think people kind of take that fact for granted that making the playoffs in the NFL is hard. Making it year over year is hard. There's so much parity, and you know, a team can turn it around really in one off season. So for the Panthers to have been in the playoffs three out of the last four years, four out of the last five, four out of the last five years, uh, yeah, I would be, I'd be ecstatic, and I am ecstatic. Yeah, uh, the thing is, is that it is frustrating to see fans on social media and message boards and kind of all across Panther Nation that um, (laughs) uh, Josh knows how much I love the term Panther Nation yeah uh, Zach absolutely hates it so I try to drop it in as much as possible if you you want if you want to go back to uh, listen through our archives there's always a pause after he says and that's me burning a hole through his forehead it's great but you know what it's a whole new year and my new year's resolution is to not say Panther Nation tell the audience when I make inside jokes (laughs) and uh, do it on purpose just to make you angry which was what i was doing so back um, to what you're saying yeah so sorry they uh everybody's just very down on the panthers right now it's just they're i, I it seems like there is a feeling throughout panther nation that the panthers just could not possibly go into new orleans and win like am i wrong is that is that not the feeling that you get no this this feels very odd and kind of just going back to what i was saying i feel like Panther fans are taking this for granted but I mean maybe they do have some reason at least in their minds I mean if you look at the Panthers last few games the performance against the Bucks um, even though they won was just a a terrible offensive performance and then coming out and just laying a total egg against the Falcons uh, a few days ago and 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 knowing the fact that the Saints have pretty much had their way with the Panthers not pretty much they definitely have that the two times they played this season you know, I can, I can, I can kind of understand why people are not that excited. Yeah, it's the thing about the two Saints games is that when you look at them from a final score, yes, absolutely, and the Saints did outplay the Panthers. But again, just as the Panthers have done kind of all year, the Panthers made mistakes, and against a good team like the Saints, you're going to lose those games. Just like against a good team like the Falcons, you're going to lose a game. Panthers made mistakes against the Bucks. And the Bucks gave are, the are a bad team. Are a bad team. They're a poorly coached team, and they gave that game to the Panthers two weeks ago. Right. But 
when you make the same mistakes against the Falcons, the Falcons are not going to. I'll give you a perfect example. In the Bucks game, they're up by four points, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Panthers have not been playing well, but they've been hanging around. It's a one-score game. The Bucks come out and attempt a 51-yard field goal, which he immediately shanks. Panthers get the ball back. They drive down and score and win the game. Right. Falcons are up 16-10. They roll out their kicker for a 56-yarder to put them yeah. up two scores, and he nails it. Yeah. And that's why the Falcons are going to the playoffs, and the Bucks are at Shepherds drinking margaritas and oh, daiquiris man. right now. I would go. Yeah, no, I shout out to Shepherds. If you had your choice, uh, I would much is it rather warm be. there. God, because it's in not Tampa. Warm here. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I assume so. I, I, feel I assume like it's cold everywhere right now. I don't know. I feel like Florida is like one of those places where you like walk off the plane and you're like, oh, like why did <laughs> I even wear my jacket on the plane? <laughs> so just quickly touching on the Falcons game. I mean, God, that was ugly. Cam had one of his worst performances of certainly the season. Sure. Um, it felt like, and I want to get your opinion on it, because, um, you know, we had a very long tailgate and successful tailgate. So, you know, my my frame of reference was a little bit different than yours. Sure, you yours was pre- filled with beers. <laughs> Mine was filled with uh, popcorn. <laughs> what, what do you, what's your opinion on the Panthers just overall effort? Because it just, you know, part of me was wondering, were they even trying that game? And then you know what I mean. I don't mean yeah. that literal as in they're not trying, but, you know, the Panthers are humans too. The Panthers can tell just like fans and all of us can tell that the Bucks are a bad team and the Saints are a really good team and the probability of the, the Saints losing that game was extremely low. Um, you know, does that get into the Panthers' mind and that, did that affect their play? Did that affect Cam's play? I, I think we would be fooling ourselves if we – didn't at least take that into account. Now, there's no way to tell. You can't, no one's ever going to, you know, Luke Keekley is not going to be like, well, man, I, I, I didn't try. I hard. didn't really try. Like, I, <laughs> I could have had five interceptions, but I was just like, man, whatever. The Bucks are going to be, are going to lose the Saints anyway. But uh, I, I think it does creep into their mind. It maybe allows them to get distracted a little bit more easily. Right. Um, let's, let's not forget that something happened two and a half weeks ago or three weeks ago, right before the Packers game started. Sports Illustrated may have dropped a story. Right. And the Panthers didn't know about it in that game. They went out and won, came through four touchdowns. Now they know about it. They're dealing with it, and they've played poorly the last two weeks. So So you feel like there's some... I think there's a little bit of distraction in that locker room right now. But even though the team has, uh, you know, through the official website videos have shown that they're kind of rallying around the owner. I, I think that they are rallying around the owner and then they all get asked about it the next day. Like imagine if you, so we all have jobs, right? So obviously right. Uh, some, do? some of them involve doing this, which <laughs> a lot of people would not consider a job. Uh, but imagine if you went to work every day and, and you were doing your job and then all of a sudden your job completely changed and got much more scrutinized, got just got a little bit harder from a personality standpoint. It was still the same job. It was still you were still organizing your trips to Atlanta and to New Orleans, but then all of a sudden, um, New Orleans decides that they are going to force you to send a picture of every person that's checking in the hotel. That would be annoying to you. You'd be like, oh, God, now I have to go out. I got to get pictures from all these guys. 
Everybody, the the hotel is blowing me up. The guests are blowing me up. The Roaring Riots yes, blowing me up. That would affect really, my mood. Exactly, it would affect your mood, right? Sure. So even once you get to the game, when you get to your your real job, when you're like, okay, this is the three hours that I have to focus the most. I would be happy when it was over. Yeah. So that's what's happening. I can tell you that on a normal Monday press conference and locker room day after a Panthers game, there are less than 10 media members there. Okay. The Monday after the Packers game, there were at least 60. So when Ed Dixon walks into the locker room, he's used to me, maybe Joe Person, maybe David Newton walking up to him, having a chat with him, asking him some questions. Now comes in on Monday and there's 30 cameras in his face. People are asking him if he's ever seen Jerry Richardson making racist comments like these kind of things. They're just they're going over the top a little bit. And I I do think that maybe it has been affecting the team a little bit. I'm not saying I'm not giving making excuses. And the last thing that we do is say what it's not. We say what it is. Right. But at this point, you have to really think about what's what's been happening. happening for the last two weeks. The Panthers have not played well for two weeks consecutively since this story broke. Yeah. It kind of has to be a little bit in our minds as well as in their minds, whether they know it or not. So, you know, Cam um, has had to be one of the the major scapegoats, I guess, for lack of a better term. But, you know, one of the, one of the major um, – he's, he's getting all the questions focused towards him. Him and Coach Rivera seem to be taking the brunt of, of the, the JR questions. And I don't know if they're still coming in the volume that they did after the Packers game, but, I mean, obviously they're still out there, and these guys have had to be the figureheads for – you know, to give the, the, the responses for it. I mean, is that weighing on him? I mean, he's, he's he's even said that he supports Jerry Richardson. He's unhappy that he's selling the team, you know. But, I mean, behind closed doors, is Cam having to deal with this now more drama, more pressure on him affecting the way that he's played the last two games? That's a great question, which we don't know the answer to. And I want, we don't want to make guesses or, you know, make hypotheticals. But the reality is, is that Cam Newton has not played well in the last two weeks. And I think that, you know, we were we were quick to put it on the loss of Demir Bird. And then, you know, last week, Jonathan Stewart sat out the game and, and these kind of things, they they make a big difference. But, you know, maybe there is a little bit of that underlying uh, kind of depression is not the right word for it, but just distraction is the right word for it. So I, I do think that the Panthers, the nice thing is that going into the playoffs, there's really nothing else to focus on. You can't, you can't let yourself be distracted, or you will lose. And so, I do think that the Panthers know that. And Ron Rivera has, in his tenure, done a nice job of getting his team up for big games. Super Bowl Fifty aside, uh, <laughs> but they have done a good job against teams and in, in, in games where no one has given them a chance yeah. even this year i mean minnesota and i mean new I england, think even new england for green sure bay. green bay to an extent i mean no one gave them a chance in those games and um you know those are some of their their better games best games of the season yeah cam cam especially play seems to play well when nobody when everybody picks against him yeah. and i think that you're going to see most of the national media most of the local media too is going to um pick the saints to beat the panthers right because Let's be honest. The Saints are a very, very, very good team. They are. Um, someone asked me 
last night uh, I was on Pro Football Rewind on ESPN 7:30 the game, and uh, I they asked me who I thought would be the NFC's representative in the Super Bowl, and I said. To be perfectly honest with you, I think it's the winner of the Saints-Panthers game. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, you know, we talked about this a little bit before, and I, and and I heard a lot of people claiming that the Saints were just such a beatable team. I just I didn't see them that way. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Saints are all, all these teams are beatable, but I felt like the Saints. I feel like the Saints are are definitely one of the most talented, if not the most talented team in the NFC. And if we went back and looked at all their losses this year, uh, you know, the first two of the season, they were still trying to figure themselves out. They were still running AP. Kamara wasn't a part of the, as much of the game plan as he is now. And, you know, they lost at home to the Patriots and then at Minnesota. And then, you know, the other two games, like we said last week, you know, the Falcons and uh, the Rams. So they don't really have a bad loss on their on their record this year. You don't include the loss to the five and eleven Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, I don't actually. Oh, okay. No, I, I, hey, that's fine. I'm fine with that. It's a division game, uh, and also, yeah. the The thing about the Saints is that if you had told me that a few weeks ago, I, I would be more inclined to believe you. And I think that that is kind of the same way that people feel about the Panthers. If the if the playoffs had started after Week 15, after they had just beaten the Vikings and the Panthers or the Vikings and the Packers back-to-back, the Panthers would be viewed as, like, the favorites in the NFC. Sure. But now we're in such a 24-hour news cycle, such a such a recency bias that you look at they haven't played well basically for the last six quarters, and they are, I, I think I saw on Pro Football Focus, they have a 3% chance of winning the NP, NFC, which Three, seems insane. 3%, huh? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, Really? They, they're they not that different of a team. And you're also looking at a team that just finished, they finished the season 7-2 and two in their last nine games. Yeah, They just happened to have one of the two last week. The Saints have lost two games in their last four. So why are the Saints an unbeatable team and the Panthers are not? And they are obviously aren't taking into consideration that it's impossible to beat a team for the third time in the same season, right? Hard to beat a team three times in the same season. Heard it a thousand times. And it is 100% true, not true. I almost said 100% true, and <laughs> then I was like, oh, man, we got to retake it. Let's uh, let's go ahead and cut it out, uh, send it to the editors. Um, so you're saying that is a false that's a, It's statement. just not, it's not really a false, I mean, obviously it's false that it's impossible because it's been done many times. It's uh, It's happened 20 times that a, since the AFL-NFL merger, that a division opponent, because if you're, you have to be in the same division sure, to play them twice. twice. Has then faced that same opponent in the playoffs after having swept them in the regular season. And in those situations, the team that swept the other team is ba ba da ba 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 ba. Drum roll. Oh and twenty. No, I'm just kidding. They're thirteen and seven. That means they won sixty five percent of those situations. So that is a winning record. So you're obviously. saying the team that won the previous two wins the third, which is also the playoff game, 65% of the time. Yes. In the 20 times that has happened in the NFL. Yes. Now, obviously, those are the only 20 times that it's happened. So it's the only, it's the only occurrences. But I hate to be this guy. I mean, it's a little bit of a small sample size. But 
it's it's the only times that it's ever happened. So there's no, it's not like we're pulling out a little bit of it. But out of those 20, so they've won 65% of the time. That's actually about the same percentage that home teams win. So if you're a playoff team, a playoff home team, you win about 65, about 65% of the time. I think it's 64.7 off the top of my head. So you have a home field advantage and that same advantage is also you've beaten a team twice. But if you've beaten a team twice, you're probably the home team, right? Yeah, for sure. So it's about the same. I mean, it's the fallacy is that it's harder to beat a team three times than it is to just beat them a second time in the playoffs. It's not. It's not hard to beat a team three times in the in the. Is same it harder season. to beat a team four times? Yeah, that that <laughs> has happened zero times. Zero percent of the time. Has a Super Bowl winner beaten a team four times in the same year? That's a uh, it's a really good point. So I'm gonna have to bring that up. <laughs> on like that one? So, how do the Panthers beat the Saints? What uh what do they need to look to do? Um, other than score more points than them. Oh, great! That's you know what? That's good analysis right there. I think it's such a it's so dumb. It's so simple. Um, run the ball. <laughs> And stop the run. Those are the only two. Those are the two things that the Panthers need to do. Now, obviously, they need to not turn the ball over. They need to maybe force some turnovers by the Saints. But all those are less. Those two things are less important than running the ball well and stopping the run from the New Orleans Saints. The so, New Orleans Saints are they obviously Kamara and Ingram are the best two, the best running back duo in the NFL. Right? I would agree. In their five losses, the Saints have averaged 85 yards on the ground. In their two wins against the Panthers, they're at about 140. Yikes. Yeah, those. I mean, those are not good numbers. So how are the Panthers going to stop the run then? Well, the good news is that the Panthers' run defense is very, very good. Sure, but they haven't been against the Saints. The The, the most recent Saints game was the one where they missed 12 tackles. That's correct. Um, had a couple big runs, one from each of the running backs, correct? 72 yards from Ingram. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they haven't shown any signs of being able to slow those guys down. Yeah, um, I, but they're going to have to if they want to win on Sunday. I mean, there there is no like, oh, well, show me an example of them doing it. I can't, but they're going to have to be able to do it if they want to win. It's not going to be... You cannot allow Kamara and Ingram to run for 150 yards combined and win that game. It's just not going to happen. The final score of this game, if the Panthers win, is not going to be 45 to 38. It's going to be 17 to 12, something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't think you're holding the Saints to 12 points. Well, if they hold the Saints to 12 points, they're going to win. (laughs) (laughs) Some more good analysis. Yes, you're welcome, America. Uh it's, I mean, that's that's basically that's what has to happen. Is they and they also need to run the ball. So the Saints' defense is is good this year, right? It's very good this year. But their one weakness, their one weakness, is in the run game. They average, they allow four point four yards per carry. They're also missing AJ Klein. Marshawn Lattimore is going to be back. Vaccaro is also out. Yeah, uh, Vaccaro is kind of a hard hitting safety, a run stopper safety. I mean, he's. You He's more in the a, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's still a no, no, starter no, in the no, middle of, of course, the field. Absolutely, out. it makes a difference. And Lattimore is going to be back, which makes a huge difference for their pass defense. Right. And let's be honest, the Panthers' pass defense or pass offense has been 
their weakness. Poor this entire year. Everybody everybody wants to point to the last two games of like, oh, well, without Demir Bird, they haven't been able to pass. They haven't been able to pass the ball the entire year. Yeah. So it's not, it hasn't been a recent development that the Panthers are like, oh, well, Cam Newton all of a sudden can't pass the ball because Demir Bird isn't out there. No, it's ridiculous. See, they, ha- they haven't been able to pass the ball all year, and I think it has a lot to do with scheme. I think it has to do with injuries in their pass game have basically derailed it the entire season and you just everybody thinks about Demir Bird but we're not that far from removed from Greg Olson missing two months right that makes a big difference in the pass game when your literal best pass catcher misses a quarter of or a quarter half of the season over half of the season that makes a huge difference in the pass game and it has and not only that Cam Newton was dealing with that sore shoulder for the first half of the season. So the Panthers have had success running the ball against the Saints despite the, the score, the final scores being so lopsided. Um, Jay Stu's had his best games, which he hasn't had sure. tons of great games this year, but he's had two pretty good games against the Saints, right? He has. Yeah, um, he has had his best, from a, from a yards per carry yeah. aspect, um, you know, you look at, the Vikings game, he had a great game statistically, but if you take away that 60-yard run, which you shouldn't because they all count, yes. he did not have a great game statistically. But if you look at the Saints game, he and the team as a whole averaged over, I believe it's like four and a half yards per carry. I don't have it in front of me, but it's they were able to run the ball on the Saints, and then all of a sudden the game got out of hand and they had to go away from the run game. But which they ex- had, Which explains the the low total attempts right exactly so they had less than 23 i think they had 22 and 23 attempts in both games so the panthers obviously want to run the ball because not only is that their best opportunity to have success but it also keeps drew Brees and the two-headed running back monsters off of the field i mean it seems real obvious right so um but they haven't been able to keep the game uh close enough to be able to have that control yeah football is a very complicated sport but in reality, it's kind of simple when you really think about it. If you can if you can move the ball and keep the other offense off the field, you have a better chance of winning. But sometimes we can get caught up in all the, well, they run these, these layers concepts, and if they're going to run a single high safety, then no, if you, can, if you can run the ball for four yards every time, you're going to win the game. That's the bottom line. Now, I'm not saying the Panthers are going to run the ball for four yards every time, but they need to establish and stick to the running game. They were they were still in both of those games. Right. Both of those Saints games, they were still in them until the fourth quarter. It was a, it was a two-score game, but remember the Panthers got the ball back. They were down a score coming out of halftime in New Orleans. Right. That is a time when you run the ball right down their throat, and you establish reestablish the run game stay close and extend the football game extend make that make that game a little bit shorter i said extend but that's not the way to make it shorter because every time you take 30 seconds 35 seconds off the clock and then you hand it to jay stew and he runs for four yards hopefully and then you do the same thing over and over again yeah that that is a re- that to me is a recipe to winning the game. Well, I feel like the ironic thing is that's what the Saints have done to the Panthers, and I mean, 
they haven't, or I don't see them changing their game plan. Why would they, right? I mean, they've had they've been so successful playing the Panthers that way. I mean, they, I don't see them trying to do anything anything differently. I mean, is that an advantage for the Panthers? Do they know what to expect? I mean, they have two games, two experiences versus that team now. Well, it's I I actually I asked Colin Jones after the game uh, on Sunday if it was easier to play somebody that you've already played twice is it easier to make a game plan is it easier to kind of because you know them a little bit better you have that in your mind of what they do and he said well it is but it's also easier for them i disagree with that a little bit okay because the panthers are obviously going to have to change their game plan the saints don't necessarily need to change their game plan because the panthers haven't shown that they can stop it so what adjustments? Why would they adjust their game plan when they know they can be successful with it? The Panthers are 0 2 trying what they've tried. They're going to have to change what they do in order to beat the Saints. So you are saying on record here on the It Is What It Is podcast that you're ready for Derek Anderson to come in, right? They need to change things. That's what I'm hearing. No, listen, you're ready for Derek Anderson, Cameron Payne, Alex Arma back there at fullback. I didn't have much of a chance. Let's to see get what Moe's Frazier uh, can do to get on social media after the Falcons game because we went directly into our New Year's Eve party, which was awesome, by the way. It was Thank, awesome. Thanks, Yacht Rock. Um, but the, when I when I did jump on, I was already seeing the Cam is a terrible quarterback, you know, posts and come on, man. I mean, it's just it's so frustrating that. I mean, did you did you see any? I saw an open receiver on the Greg Olson interception. De- Devin Funches was running wide open along the drag route. Other than that, I didn't see a whole lot of open receivers. There weren't many. No. I can probably name two more times. Yeah. It's it's not a thing where – and I'm not defending Cam's play on Sunday because Cam did no, not Cam play well. Cam was bad. Cam would tell you he was bad. Yeah. he was. It was I think it was his – second or third worst QB rating of his career. Not that QB rating is the end-all, be-all, but... Um, and, yeah, he was bad. Anytime you start a game 0 for 9, that's not going to be good. Yeah. But I don't know if you know this, Zach. I don't know if you've watched the Panthers in the last seven years, but um, Cam Newton is a little bit inconsistent, and he is a little streaky. Not even a little streaky. He is a lot streaky. So he go, he misses nine straight, and then he completes seven straight immediately after that. Yep. But also in those seven years, I've seen Cam more times than he's inconsistent literally take this team on his back and will them to a victory. So for those of you ready to, to get rid of Cam after one game, just come on. Come on. You ready for this? Let's just – I'm just going to run through this because these stats are awesome, and I just love them so much. Okay. Uh, so Cam just finished his seventh regular season. Um. This is how Cam Newton ranks all time among quarterbacks after seven seasons, after their seven seasons. So we're comparing Cam Newton's seven se- first seven to Dan Marino's first seven to Steve Young's first seven to Michael Vick's seven, Steve seven. First seven, Steve seven. <laughs> Cam Newton, through seven season, first in rushing yards among all quarterbacks all time, eighth in passing yards among all quarterbacks all time. Second in total yards, combined passing and rushing all time, 29,394 through seven season. First in rushing touchdowns. Third in total touchdowns. So you may say, oh, but he's only a passing, he's only a rushing quarterback. He can't pass. Right. His first in rushing touchdowns with 54. Third in total touchdowns with 212. Third. Third. All time. Yeah. 
through seven seasons. So it's not third. I, I believe he's behind Peyton Manning and Dan Marino, but I'm not. I don't want you to quote him. Peyton Manning for sure. Though. It's definitely Peyton. Right. And, and I don't know who the other one is. He's also the third QB with 3,000 yards passing in all seven seasons. Wait, say that to one start again. his career. He's only the third QB in NFL history to have over 3,000 yards passing in every season of his first seven seasons. There have only been three quarterbacks that have thrown for 3,000 yards or more in every single season since their rookie year. That's correct. <laughs> I will give you all the money Stop in my wallet. Stop the madness, people. I'll give you all the money in my wallet Please if appreciate you can name it. both of the other QBs. I mean, I would go with Peyton, of course. Uh-huh. Um... I mean, Reno seems logical, but I have no idea. What if I told you that the other quarterback has red hair? Would that help? Is it Dalton? It is Andy Dalton. No kidding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's some great company. Yeah, exactly. Him. <laughs> Elite. That's high praise. Put him up there with Andy. But uh, just Cam Newton's good. Listen, I want to I wanna take a page from Ron Rivera's book because, you know, you and I were talking about this on the way home from Atlanta. And we kind of threw his statement out there. I think both of us agreed that we actually support what he was saying. It's time to move on. There's no reason to harp about the way they played in Atlanta, right? It's the new season. It's the playoffs. They're one of 12 teams left, that, which means they, you know, they have the chance of going to the Super Bowl because they're one of 12 teams left. The other 20 do not have that opportunity. So yeah. for me, I'm ready to move on. I'm actually super excited. I uh, can't wait to get down to New Orleans, one of my favorite cities. So I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to go to the game. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a great environment. And, you know, the Panthers just, they need to do what they need to do. And but, I, Zach, before we get, before we move on, I know I'm ready as well to move on, but if the Panthers had won on Sunday, they would have been, they would have won the NFC South and they would have been the three seed, right? Yes. And then who would they have played in the first round? They would have been at home and they would have played the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Because the same, because the uh, the Seattle loss, so the the Falcons yeah. were in the playoffs no matter what. Um, so they would have been facing the Falcons for the third time after having beaten them twice two weeks in the regular in a row. season. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, for the second time and back I, to and back. As we confirmed earlier, it is impossible to, be the, to be the same team three times in a row. It's just fun. Uh, also, the NFC South is really really good. Yeah, and the Panthers played a hard schedule this year. That's all. That's the only thing I want to say about the regular season is that. Uh, the Panthers played eight of their games against playoff teams. Well, if you include the preseason, they played eleven of the twelve. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, they. I'm, played. Not, I'm not including the preseason. No, the and as well, you shouldn't. Okay, but it thanks. is hilarious that they played three out of their four uh, games against uh, playoff teams in the preseason. But no, eight of their games were against playoff teams. They lost five games all season. Four of them were to playoff teams. Playoff teams. And then the Bears game. Yeah. Did they lose the Bears? I don't, I don't, I don't remember seeing anything I'm, I'm about that. I blacked that one out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, future Hall of Fame. As I'm Tar wearing, Heels? As I'm wearing my Tar Heels shirt. Yeah. Right ba, 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 you don't ba, like Carolina ba, football, ba, so stop. Ba, 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 ba. I love them until they lose their first game of the season. <laughs> so pretty much week one, I'm out. <laughs> Who cares? College football is the worst. UCF went undefeated, and they're Peach Bowl champions. Congrats. <laughs> Stupid college football. Um, so the Saints are beatable. That's I think that's our that's the end. That's kind of how we're, we're not going to end right now, but I think that's kind of 
that's how I feel. I think that the the Saints are a bad matchup for the Panthers. But in reality, the Panthers are kind of a bad matchup for the Saints because the Saints are a running team now. It is not just Drew Brees drawing up plays in the huddle and then tossing it all over the field. It is Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara getting the ball on handoffs and tosses and running it right down your throat. And the Panthers' rush defense is very good. Their defensive line now goes nine deep. Yeah. That's hard to defend. There's a reason why Julius Peppers and Mario Addison have all those sacks, and it's not strictly because they're awesome at being defensive ends, which they are. Did you know Mario Addison had uh, recorded a sack in nine out of the last ten games? No, I didn't. That's That's really good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Luigi had no sacks. Sorry, Mario and Luigi. Ah. I just, I I like that joke. (laughs) That makes one of us. Yep. And you know what? Sometimes you got to say stuff just for yourself, and that's exactly what I did right there. I just think that the Panthers' rush defense is good, but they absolutely have to have Jonathan Stewart back. Have you ever had back problems, Seth? No, I haven't, actually. I have had back problems, and they are the worst in the world the worst pain in the world because they affect your entire body they hurt you just literally so you're saying jay stew was actually hurt so the conspiracy conspiracy theorists I think who were saying they were sitting him out to not play hard against the falcons those people are not not right uh, i mean I, I talked to him after the game and i said if this is a playoff game you'd be playing right and he was like no uh, no way yeah so what happened actually he did not say no way he said i pff, i don't think so that's wow direct quote including the so yeah. he did that. Um, but I don't think that um, I, I think if you if you ever had back problems, you know that sometimes you just wake up and you're like, what the is going on with my back? Why? Why does it hurt to put my slips on? It's just it hurts so bad. And then all of a sudden you'll wake up and it feels better and then it'll feel better and then you're fine. So he the good news is that uh Ron Rivera said that Stewart had woken up on Monday feeling better already, and he had went to see the chiropractor, which is uh, the best feeling in the world if you have a bad back. Um, once I had a bad back, uh, I had hurt my back just sleeping, literally just sleeping, and I sneezed, and it was legitimately, I felt like I was giving birth. Like this, I, like this I, is a real story? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I screamed out. I sneezed and then screamed in pain because when you sneeze, your whole body kind of jerks uncontrollably, including your back, which, yeah, that was literally the worst pain I've ever felt was that sneeze when I had back pain. That's yeah. it. That's uh, That story kind of ran out of steam, but you know what? It's true, and I couldn't imagine getting hit by Sheldon Rankins if my back was hurt. <laughs> I could not imagine running forward and then getting slammed backwards. So I know it's uh, it's Wednesday morning right now, so you, you probably don't have an update, but in, any word on Trey Turner? Um, no, not yet. Uh, he is still progressing through the concussion protocol, so I would imagine I would be shocked if he is not ready for Sunday, and they will need him because Mini Silatolu was um, uh, not, not mean as good as to Trey the Turner. defensive line. <laughs> no, <laughs> Trey Turner. I mean, is obviously is one of the best guards in the league. So, um, yeah, that's that's a big difference. And I am 
I am confident that if the Panthers can get Turner back and Stewart back, that they will be able to run competently against the Saints. And just as an aside, we said it earlier in the pod, but when teams, when the media, when fans tend to count out the Panthers, that's when Cam Newton comes out and you can always see it on like the first drive, right? Where he just comes out and he zips balls in there and he rushes for a first down on third and long. And it's just like, oh, it's going to be one of those games. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of feel like that's what's about to happen? I read a stat on Twitter that for whenever Cam Newton has had a quarterback rating under 60 this season, the next week it's been over 100. Okay. So he he likes to bounce back after he has a poor game. So what game is it? So it's after the first Saints game, right? After the Bears game. He's He's been under 60 a few times. <laughs> uh, yeah, after the Bears game. I'm just saying the, 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 the Patriots game was after the loss of the Saints. Yep. The uh, the Bears game, um, the next week they played. Uh, it may have been the Dolphins. And the Panthers had a good game. Yeah. So, yeah, they they tend to, to bounce back off of uh, bad losses like, like they had this past week. Yeah, so I, I think that they, yeah, Cam specifically loves to bounce back. And he has been doing it all season. He's kind of been doing it his whole career. So I think that... Uh, yeah, so against the after the Bears game, it was the Bucks game that they won seventeen to three, and then after the last Saints game, it was the Vikings. They beat thirty one twenty four. So it's like after losses, they have pretty much come back and had a big win and had a big win. So just like this weekend, that's right, baby. Right, so what listen. are you gonna, What do you want to talk about from New Orleans? Because uh, I I feel like I've been seeing a lot of. Uh, questions about whether the Roaring Riot is uh, taking. Yeah, I would assume you have a hotel block and uh, a bunch of tickets. Yeah, and that, that's uh, not happening. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, luckily, we go to New Orleans every year, so we already have our uh, our tailgate bar in place. Handsome Willie's. You know, we had a huge party there. You were there for a little bit. Yeah, buddy. Uh, a few weeks ago, I so. was the handsome part. Yep, exactly. And uh, I was the Willie. Anyway, so we've. <laughs> We'll be hanging out there. We're going to start it up right at 1 p.m. and watch the uh, Bills take over Jacksonville Stadium. And, I mean, I hope the Jags win that game, but we know how Bills travel and we know the availability of tickets in Jacksonville. So that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen for our Bold City Brigade fans. But yep. uh, um, So we'll, we'll be there at 1 o'clock to watch those games. We'll do our little march into the stadium like we did last time, and we'll be ready to cheer. So, I've, again, just kind of going back to what we started at the, at the beginning talking about is – Come down to New Orleans, man. Yeah, Don't be baby. discouraged by this. This is the playoffs. You need to celebrate it. The Panthers could very well lose this game, and that's fine. We're still going to have a good time, and it's still going to be an opportunity to to see them in the, the second season into the playoffs. So let's go, man. Let's yeah. get there. We are going to, just as a programming note, we will be here next week, win or lose. Hopefully we'll be talking about the Panthers' next opponents, the Nick Foles-led Philadelphia Eagles. I can but, tell you about my plans for that game if it happens, by the way. Oh, yeah. it's Those are exciting games. That's an exciting plan that I have a very, very, very limited knowledge about. But I have a general idea. <laughs> and uh, I think I that be in Philly, but you're going to want to come back and listen for that one. But we thank you for listening to us. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, hit us up on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Josh Klein Rules. 
Zach is at Roaring Riot Z. You can also tweet at our Riot Report, and our secret social media coordinator will be glad to answer for you. And uh, rate and review us on iTunes and do some other things and make us the most famous Panthers podcasters in the world. Here we go. Check it out now. <laughs>